Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give everyone ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 17, beginning in verse 1. Better is a dry morsel with quietness than a house full of feasting with strife. A wise servant will rule over a son who causes shame and will share an inheritance among the brothers. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the hearts. An evildoer gives heed to false lips. A liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. He who mocks the poor reproaches his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. Excellent speech is not becoming to a fool, much less lying lips to a prince. A present is a precious stone in the eyes of its possessor. Wherever he turns, he prospers. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Rebuke is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows on a fool. An evil man seeks only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger will be sent against him. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. Whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. The beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. Why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price of wisdom, since he has no heart for it? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A man devoid of understanding shakes hands in a pledge, and becomes surety for his friend. He who loves transgression loves strife, and he who exalts his gate seeks destruction. He who has a deceitful heart finds no good, and he who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. He who begets a scoffer does so to his sorrow, and the father of a fool has no joy. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A wicked man accepts a bribe behind the back, 
to pervert the ways of justice. Wisdom is in the sight of him who has understanding, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. A foolish son is a grief to his father, and bitterness to her who bore him. Also to punish the righteous is not good, nor to strike princes for their uprightness. He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Friends, today we're going to take a closer look at verse 6, and verse 6 talks about children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. Friends, I'm mentioning this verse because we are fortunate right now, Judy and I. We are in Colorado, and we have one of our grandchildren here for the last couple weeks of school. And as I've mentioned on a number of occasions, I I prepare these messages two weeks in advance, and today is actually the 3rd of May, even though it is going to be published on the 17th. But two weeks from today, we are actually going to be returning to our home in Florida. Yes, we are going to be graduating from Karis Bible College um, on the 13th, and that is a week from Saturday. So we are fortunate to have one of our granddaughters, and she's going to be staying here with us through graduation, and then we will be returning home with her to Florida. So that is wonderful. The second part of that, it says, and the glory of children is their father. And so the grandchildren are a real blessing to grandparents, And Judy and I are fortunate. We have seven grandkids, and it's just wonderful to have grandkids. And we are really looking forward to being back in Florida and beginning to have an influence on them again. We've been away at Bible College for about 15 months, and it's time that we get back to go about that ministry. And I believe that ministry is actually what Judy's primary call and ministry is going to be is helping out with the grandchildren. So we are going to begin our study on the Gospel of Matthew today. If you did not get a chance to listen to Monday's podcast, I gave a brief introduction and I introduced you to the author of Matthew. And Matthew, I'm just going to just refresh just a little bit. He had formerly been a tax collector, and I mentioned the tax collectors were pretty much considered the scum of the earth at that time. But anyway, it would be good for you to go back and listen to Monday's podcast, but if you don't get a chance, we're just going to pick up with chapter 1 today. And what we're going to learn in chapter 1 today is we're going to find out that the main reason that Matthew wrote this gospel is, first of all, he wrote it to the Jewish people, 
And his primary um, motivation for writing this gospel is to make the Jewish people aware that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. He was the chosen one, and he had been sent from God to save all of mankind, including the Gentiles. Now, Matthew was a Jew, so he primarily was concerned with the Jewish people, but by the time we get to the end of Matthew, we're going to find out that he is going to be interested in the Gentiles as well. So the first part of chapter 1 talks about the genealogy of Jesus, and it has three groupings of 14 people. Now, I'm not going to read these 42 verses, but what I am going to tell you is that there were three groupings of 14, beginning with Abraham, so what Matthew is describing in this gospel is that Jesus definitely was of Jewish heritage. Abraham, of course, is the father of our faith, and he picks up the genealogy beginning with Abraham, and we go all the way through King David. So Matthew is also saying that Jesus came from the lineage of David, and basically Matthew is telling us that Jesus is going to pick up where David's kingdom left off. And David was promised by God that his kingdom would last forever, and now Jesus is going to take over that Davidic covenant, and he will be taking over because Jesus' kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. And Matthew says that David's kingdom was an earthly kingdom, but Jesus' kingdom is not an earthly kingdom, but it is a kingdom from heaven itself. So this is a wonderful thing, but the point is, he goes all the way through Joseph and Mary. So Matthew is telling us that Joseph is also from the lineage of David, but Matthew makes it very clear in the rest of chapter 1 that Joseph is not the father of Jesus. He makes it very clear that Mary was a virgin when she bore Jesus. So I'm going to begin in verse 18 of chapter 1, and we're going to read through the end of chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. 
and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. So Joseph was a very good man, and Joseph had been told by the angel that the baby that was birthed in Mary's womb was of the Holy Spirit. So Joseph did not make himself known to Mary, even though they got married, he waited until the child was born to have relations with her. I think that's awesome. Joseph was a good man. Matthew makes it very clear that Jesus is the Messiah, and he also goes into detail that the reason Jesus came to earth was that he was here to forgive the sins of all of mankind. Friends, we will pick up with chapter 2 tomorrow. My call for action for today is very simple. What I'd like for you to do is put yourself in Joseph's shoes. I would like for you to imagine what it must have been like for Joseph. You come home from work one day and you find out that your wife is pregnant and it's not your child. And this is what Joseph had to deal with. But the angel of the Lord came and said, You do not have to be concerned with her. Mary has done nothing wrong. Mary is going to be the mother of the Savior of the world. How would you have handled this? I think Joseph handled it very well. He decided to go ahead and go through with the marriage, which he did, and they went to Bethlehem, and they ended up having this baby in the town of Bethlehem shortly after that, and the rest is history. But anyway, what I'd like to do today is your suggested scripture reading. I would like for you to read two chapters. First of all, reread today's proverb, Proverbs 17. And then, if you would, reread Matthew chapter 1 in its entirety. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I ask that you repeat a simple prayer after me right now. Father God, thank you for sending your Son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing 
to come to earth and die on a cross. I believe that you are the Son of God, but I believe that you died on that cross, and when you did that, you forgave all of the sins of all mankind forever. Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner and I need your help. I invite you to come into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me from this day forward. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, please reach out to me on my Facebook page, Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. And if you have any questions about anything you heard on this podcast today, please reach out to me on Messenger. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.